Good evening, everyone. Jackie is a hard act to follow, but I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to be presenting. This uh, presentation actually was a bit of an aha moment. I just woke up one morning and I said, ooh, I think I wanna talk about this and I wanna share about that. And so here we are. It goes from an idea and now it's the fulfillment of that. So yes, the topic I'm going to be talking about is reflective questioning for purposeful and creative living. Now, who am I? Thank you for asking, you guys. Uh, I'm basically a woman who has sometimes a complex way of thinking. More often than not, I have a creative way of thinking. Yes, that is a thing. I'm also a woman who learned a lot by asking a lot of questions. And I mean a lot of questions. You can ask my boss actually about that. Um, and I used to get in trouble a lot when I was a kid. Now we all know that, you know, when you grow up a certain time away, they used to tell you children are to be what? Seen but not heard. And that wasn't quite the case with me. I always had questions. And so now I've just gotten a little better at not asking them all at once. So you learn a few tricks along the way. And I just kind of wanted to share that. And generally, I like to share with people. So what is my purpose? What is my intention today with you? Well. I want to show you a cool side about asking questions and questions, not just any question, because let's face it, we get a lot of questions in, in this day and age that are kind of single answers, right? Yes, no questions. You know, you go to a lawyer, you, you get specific questions, right? But I'm talking about questions that will elicit responses that will connect you to human beings, you know? So I wanna show you, give you a glimpse into that art of questioning and the purpose of that. I want to encourage you to expand your curiosity and your creativity. And just in case, Jen, because there's doctor in front of my name, right? Uh, if you ask neuroscientists, they'll tell you how important it is to ask questions. They'll corroborate what I'm talking about. So, in one study, for instance, they, they wanted to know how many questions do people ask? So I'm gonna ask you now in the chat room, how many questions do you think children ask on a daily basis, on average? <laughs> Stephanie, you're not far off. <laughs> I like, I like, I like the a lot. <laughs> that sounds like me, actually. I ask a lot of questions. So yes, believe it or not, children ask on average between 300 and 800 questions a day. Now, don't get me wrong. Some of the shy, some of the shy kids don't ask them out loud, but they do have them and going on in their head. We have, kids have a lot of questions. But now let me ask you this. How many questions do you think adults 
ask on a daily basis on average. Yeah, depending on what you do, yeah, yeah. So if you're looking at the chat, you know, we're getting responses like 2, 10, 15, 5, 5 to 10, right? And you're pretty much on target. That's, that's pretty much the case. Now it makes you wonder, well, what happened? Did we just like one day wake up and say, okay, I got the world figured out. I don't need to ask any more questions. I'm gonna ask the bare minimum what I need to do, how I'm gonna do it, and that's about it. And so um, I am here to tell you that curiosity is knocking on your door and it wants your attention. So questions can do a lot for us. They help us as you just saw with, with Jackie actually. They help us to understand ourselves more. They help us to establish better communication. They help us to grow professionally and personally and to have conversations that are meaningful with other people and to avoid making assumptions. I, I often hear that actually from people that say, you know, stop assuming things about me. Well, guess what? Ask questions. It's better sometimes to ask than to get into trouble afterwards. Trust me, I've been there. Um, it also helps you to build up communities of learning and problem solving. And just in general, questions help us to get a sense of the chaos that out there and to learn something new, right? Let me ask you this. Some of you have teenagers, I'm sure. And if you don't, I am about to tell you something. When, they, when you go pick them up at school and they're in middle school teenager, and you, what's the first question you usually ask them? How are you? How is school? Does that sound about right? Yes, and usually what do they answer? Oh, you know, same old, same old. Or I'm tired or fine, and you go, that's it? That's all I'm gonna get from you? But you don't think I work and I, I don't, and you're tired, what are you talking about? Well, guess what? One of the things that you can do is switch up those questions, right? You can say, hmm, I want something more from you today. So I'm gonna ask you the following. What was one nice thing you did for someone today? Or another day you can say, hey, you did a lot of learning today. What was one topic you heard today that you would like to hear more about? Or what was some topic that you said, nope, I don't wanna see that ever again. So by asking and switching up questions, you get a little more out of them. You also surprise them because they're not expecting that. They're used to you saying, how are you? Fine, all right, let's move along. Let's not talk no more, all right? But thankfully, we are um, learning about using different kinds of questions and questions to help us get a little closer with some of our teenagers. Did you know that curiosity breeds creativity? I mean, I, I came up with that, but 
I'm pretty sure that's the case, because let's face it, I bet some of you are not just on Zoom, but on some sort of social media. If you're in TikTok, I don't hear it. I don't hear any songs. I don't hear any dogs barking. But who do you think came up with those? Somebody had to have some sort of question as to how can I get this person in New York City simultaneously or instantaneously interacting with someone who is in Korea? There had to be a question. And of course, from that, you have a series of more questions as you're trying to figure out answers, right? But you have to be curious. And I think sometimes culture teaches us that you stop being curious, stop asking so many questions. Well, it's true. We don't want to get intrusive in somebody's face and say, oh, tell me all about your life. Although some people do that. I do that sometimes. I go on a plane, I'll sit down, I see the next person, tell me your life story. We got five hours, let's go. And you'd be surprised the kind of conversations you have when you start something like that. Of course, if the person looks at you like, you know, that's it, um, I need to change my seat. Obviously, that's a no, and that's okay. So curiosity, really essential. But today, I'm gonna to start with you. I'm gonna make it easy, the first one, okay? What put a smile on your face today? I know some of you are thinking really hard about this one. Yeah, it's always wonderful to see family. Yes, I am asking that question. What put a smile on your face today, Tamika? What made you smile? Victoria, I'm not sure what you mean by whom, but I know there was a smile in there. Leading a terrific podcast. Yeah, that's always awesome. Woo! Those, you know those cats? Yes, our students, absolutely, absolutely. I love it, you got family going on. That's awesome. So what is a cool or exciting goal you've been wanting to reach? Yep, we just jumped from a very easy question to a much more complex one, but this is where the good stuff is. So what is a cool or exciting goal that you've been wanting to reach or to achieve? You don't have to give us like really personal stuff. Landing an experts, landing an expert spot on GMA. Ooh, what is GMA? Yes, please encourage each other. I love it when people talk to each other on the chat. Takes the pressure off of me, you know. I always wanted to get my master's. Ooh, Hunter, go for it. Empowering 100,000 women. Ooh, I like numbers. Those are, those are pretty cool. Very nice. 
Awesome. Some of you that are not talking, you're like the shy kids. You got you got answers in your in your head, and that's okay, and that's good. That's the whole point of questions too, is to ask yourselves those questions. So, what are some ways that you have worked towards that goal? Yeah, the questions are getting tougher as we get, but I promise you, they're not that many. What are some ways you have worked towards that goal? Whether it is, you know, motivation, does something motivate you to do something? Trying to become a better communicator. There you go, Stephanie. Talk to me. We can talk afterwards. I can tell you all about questions. Holding myself accountable for getting the work done. Yeah. Podcast interviews, awesome. Speaking to groups, yeah. You guys are you guys are sharp. I didn't even think about this stuff. Pitching self, sharpening my skills, yeah. Awesome. Oh, you guys are on fire, man. That's it. I'm gonna hire all of you. Now, you remember that time I asked you about some cool goal that you wanted to do? Well, I got a follow-up question. What do you think are some obstacles or challenges that prevent us from achieving a goal? Lack of confidence, yeah. You'd be surprised how many people have trouble with that one. Self-doubt, absolutely. Fear, yeah. Imposter, yeah, I haven't heard that one in a while, but yes, imposter syndrome, absolutely. The unknowns of life, yeah. And so some people, like in my case, I may even say health, right? Sometimes health also, you know, creates a bit of a, but yeah, thinking we have to be perfect before we move forward. Yeah, that's true too. Perfectionism, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Ooh, you guys are on fire, man. Awesome. All right, I got one more question, maybe. At least on the slide, I got one more question. So what do you do or can do to help someone else achieve their goal? This is particularly important when it comes to, to us women because sometimes we feel a little um, intimidated by other women. Sometimes there is rivalry or competition or we're just hard on ourselves. Sometimes we compare ourselves, right? So what do you, what can you do or what do you do to help others achieve their goal? Provide support, absolutely, listening, yeah. Help them create a flexible plan, yeah. You can even think about, you know, as, as you were in the previous question, you, you think about how you did things, you know, are those some of the things that you could transfer to other people as well that you could help them to, to work towards, right? Big one, promote, share what they are doing well, share their strengths, absolutely. I listen to their fears and frustration, yeah. 
Yeah. Provide mentorship. Yeah. Ooh. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna call you guys when I publish. I'm gonna, I'm gonna quote you. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for for all these wonderful answers. So as we were going through these questions, you know, if you didn't notice, the questions were geared towards you, but not just you, right? These questions could pretty much apply to anybody. And these questions are things that you can even talk for yourself or when you are trying to connect with other people. So I kind of thought about, you know, something that I consider the three C's, right? You can ask questions to understand yourself and what I call the character, right? And you know, these are some example of questions that you can ask yourselves, like what characteristics make you, like why are you unique, right? What, what makes, you know, Jacqueline, Jacqueline? What makes Tamika, Tamika? What makes Samantha, Samantha, right? Um, and then you can ask questions like, what skills do I have, you know, or want to have? What dreams and aspirations do I have? What am I passionate about, right? Actually, I was speaking to my friend yesterday and, and I said, what would you want somebody to, to ask you if they were helping you with your purpose in life? She goes, well, I want them to ask me about what I'm passionate about. And I said, you know what, that makes a lot of sense. So as you can see, she even helped me to create this slide. Um, there's also this idea that we have to connect with the world, that we have to connect and understand the world, right? And we do that by understanding how our bodies work, how our minds work, how our spirit work, right? And how they tie in together and how we make sense of the world. And then not just connect and understand the world, but we also want, into, we're not loners, right? We weren't, we're not on earth walking by ourselves, right? We are, at some point are gonna bump, if you're in New York, you're gonna bump every two seconds in somebody, but you're gonna bump into somebody and you need to interact, hopefully. So questions also help us to, to build communities, right? To create communities, whether it's our family community, a school community, our, our, our people from work, right? So how do you build up your family? How do you create trust with or for others? How do you contribute to the growth of any community? And really what it boils down to when you're asking questions that are not just personal, they're also professional, but it's, it's about, it's not always about you, right? But in order to do that, you have to understand yourself. And from that point, you will see your biases, you will see what your perspective is and so forth. And then you also look at how the world works, right? One of the interesting things is, for instance, that um, Hewlett Packard, for instance, asked the questions to uh, their employees and they said, how can we be the best industry in the world? And one of their employees answered by saying, well, 
the way I see it is what motivates me to get up in the morning is to be the best person I can be for the world. And I think that was such a brilliant statement. And apparently I wasn't the only one because Hewlett Packard did an entire marketing based on that statement. How can we be the best for you? It's funny how one question, in the question it was, how can we be the best? Which denotes competition. And the answer of one employee changed the whole scenery into how can we be the best for you? One word from we to four. And four denotes contribution. Now you may have seen in some slides, some numbers. Well, I didn't come up with these questions all by myself. I obviously do a lot of reading. And these guys, Will Wiss and Chad Weiss, I'm sorry, and Chad Littlefield, they created a pretty nifty pyramid in this book that they called Asking Powerful Questions Create Conversations That Matter. And I said, ooh, this is my kind of book, you know, because this is going to help also for me to, you know, structuralize my questions, right? And I like their pyramid because it has to do a lot more with us and how we ask the questions and where are we coming from, right? And if you look at that um, first one, what did I say was my intention when I started this um, session? Yes, that is a question. You guys can answer in the chat. What was one, one thing that I said to you that I wanted to accomplish? Uh-huh. Hey, you guys, you need to go back and do your homework. My intention was to start off, <laughs> pop quiz. <laughs> Yes, it was. Um, my intention was to help you get a glimpse into the cool and rad world of questioning, right? And it's to set the tone. Whenever you are gonna ask people, yes, Hunter, awesome, curiosity leading to creativity. Um, whenever you're gonna ask questions, especially at work, if you have people and you're in a position of leadership, for instance, you don't just go up to your employees and just randomly start asking them different kinds of questions, right? You want to go there with, with, with an intention and, and so that they understand what it is, the kind of information that you are looking for, right? The other thing is, and by the way, this is in level. So the foundation is intention and you move from one level to the next. The next one is rapport. So you need to show genuine curiosity in what you are asking. Because if you sound like you're bored out of your mind and you're asking somebody a question, I can guarantee you, you may not quite get the answers that you want. We move on next to an openness. When you're asking questions to people because you're trying to 
achieve something, you're trying to, you know, get everybody on board or trying to, you know, you're trying to accomplish something, or you're trying to get certain information, you want to be able to ask people questions with openness. You're asking questions that will incite and elicit different answers. And in a way that people don't feel that you're going to judge them because they're telling you something, right? The other is listening. And this one seems, seems odd because you're like, well, wait a minute, you're the one asking, what are you talking about listening? Well, if you're going to ask a question, and let's face it, ladies, how many times have we ever heard, you're not listening to me? And I heard you, no, 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 you are not listening to me. Well, what, 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 what's meant by that? Well, when you're listening, you are giving the person their full, you're giving the full attention to what they're saying and you're affirming as they're giving you statements, right? But also you follow up with questions because it allows the person to see, oh, they really were paying attention, well, well that's new. Right? Because otherwise, where is, where is the connectivity with the person, right? And the last one, which seems a little odd and off, is empathy. We all like to think that we can walk in somebody's shoes, right? You see somebody who's drowning and your, your instinct is like, oh no, I, you know, you, you feel the sympathy and the empathy but you also are not going to just go ahead and if you don't know how to swim for instance, you can't exactly go jump inside and, and rescue them, right? Because you do that and you're kind of both stuck. So empathy is not just walking with people in their shoes and understanding, but it really is about focusing on others without losing your own footing, without losing the big picture. Sometimes this happens that we get so engulfed in what somebody is telling us and their story. And so we kind of like, and then all of a sudden we're not sleeping at night because we're just kind of all sorts of turmoil. Like, hold up a second. What was your intention? What was your, you know, what was it that you were trying to achieve? And of course, when one level doesn't work, then try, try, try again. You go back to the one before it says, I missed, I must've missed something. Let me, let me bring it back to a different level until you may have to start from scratch an intention and that's okay. Colorín colorado, este cuento se ha acabado. And that pretty much means that's it for me. Thank you so much for your time. Um, I hope that um, you guys got a chance to learn a little bit about the art of questioning. Claudia, thank you for that first session. For everyone here now, we will have a large group panel Q&A session during our happy hour. But if you have those burning questions for Claudia, now's a good time to ask her about the technique itself. We can dig in deeper into all kinds of stuff during the happy hour, but any good questions about the technique, the process, what we're getting out of today's session, feel free to ask in the chat and we'll pull those out. I ask a lot of questions, but uh, I also get a lot of questions, especially <laughs> <from> students. <laughs> and Claudia, we do have a question 
for you about using this process, this, this mindset of asking questions. Can you tell us more about using it in work settings, whether we're building our own business and working with our team, whether we're working within an organization with a team, whether we're in an office with 20 other colleagues, um, how do you take this and apply it to that setting? So I'm gonna take an idea, as an example, our own company, right? So ET Consulting is your baby, Jackie, right? And you originally started with one, with one intention. And then, then came Claudia and just kind of stirred the waters a little bit. And you said, oh, okay, this is going on. All right, Claudia, let's do this, right? And what I love about working with ETE Consulting is that Jackie believes in incorporating the feedback from her employees. And she has, she develops a great rapport with everyone. And a lot of the reason behind that is she, she actually asks you questions along the way that she then incorporates as part of the infrastructure development of ET Consulting. As she, she kind of, you kind of started actually the, the session by you know, saying that you learn. So you're constantly learning and you learn from others and you learn from questions. And, and you're like me, you wake up in the morning, your brain is like on fire because you got like 5,000 ideas, but you don't come to the meetings and say, all right, everybody, this is what I think needs to happen, or this is how we should do things. And so as we're, as we're growing and as we're developing our, our structure, you know, you kind of bring me in to ask some of those questions of, and Lisa and, and, and Hunter kind of know, you know, we, we create surveys to ask each other questions and, and what we think is the best way to move forward, whether it's developing our values, whether it's developing a handbook, where it's developing our mission statement, our vision statement. You know, every business has different steps, right? And, and they're in different parts of their growth. And so all the questions that you ask are in relevance to every stage in a business. And so sometimes leadership has a very wide gap between their employees and themselves because maybe they've been at it for longer just trying to do 5,000 things and they don't have time. But you'd be surprised at how this model of incorporating employees into the process of growing as a business is actually taking a lot of flight. You and I have actually worked now with some companies who are doing that. And as a matter of fact, Canva, which is how we're doing all our presentations, that's the model they took. It was about asking questions and about doing it as a team. And everybody, this means that everybody's on the same boat. Everybody understands what is going on. Everybody knows there's accountability. There is, you know, learning and 
it makes you want to, you get excited about getting up in the morning and say, Billy, this is gonna sound really strange. Claudia gets excited about getting up in the morning, and go, ooh, I'm gonna work on a handbook. And of course, half the world is going, handbook? You are excited about doing a handbook? Hey, somebody's gotta do it. And I happen to be good at it, so let's go. But doing that handbook in part got exciting because you asked me questions. And how can we do this? And ooh, Claudia, and the encouragement on top of that. I'm not saying all this, by the way, people, so I want to, for her to give me a promotion or anything, okay? I'm just letting you know. I hope I answered your question. You did, and I'm blushing, so I'm glad my camera's off. <laughs> you can be a speaker. Um, but you pointed out some amazing things about the strategy that sometimes we don't even realize we're using that are applicable for many of our attendees who work in different kinds of organizations. They work in um, corporate, for-profit corporations, uh, colleges, universities. They work as contractors, as employees, as small business owners. We have some folks who are building side hustles or main hustles for businesses here today um, based on some of the chats and the conversations we've had on the side. So it's been, I, I think all of us can take something away from your session and apply it to our professional lives. So thank you for that. Truly, truly, thank you. And uh, <laughs> and thank you for being our first presenter because you're going to now lead us into um, another technique with journaling. And for everyone else here, um, be ready with those questions for our panelists for our happy hour. And Claudia will be part of that happy hour.